Hello Warriors, how are you guys doing on this fine Saturday afternoon? It is uh, Saturday, uh, February the 25th, and this is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors. I hope you guys are doing very, very good. I hope this past week was really good to you. I hope you guys got a chance to watch some really good scary movies and everything like that. Uh, uh, Today, I am going to be talking about the movie, the Netflix movie, Day Shift, with Jamie Foxx. Uh, it's the movie where he plays a vampire hunter. And uh, even though the movie uh, isn't scary, it deals with vampires, of course, you know, with Jamie Foxx being a vampire hunter. And, um, and it, it might not be scary, but what it lacks in scariness, it makes up with in comedy. It is a comedy, uh, and it is very, very good. I must say, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't think that it was going to be as good as it was. So, but uh, with me today is the person that was with me last Saturday, but had to leave, Brandon Cleckley. <laughs> Brandon, say hello Hi. to the listeners. And, and he, Hi, everybody. he just told me, he said, well, I don't have anything to do today, so you have me for the whole time <laughs> yay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um uh jeremy covington my brother from another mother was gonna join us but he got pulled away he had to help a friend move so and i understand life just happens like that so so i i can't wait to have jeremy on another episode so i love uh, I, you know uh, you know, I love my big brother Jeremy <laughs> and, and his silliness ways. <laughs> He's so silly. But I'm gonna, um, him, I'm gonna get him yet. <laughs> but anyway, uh, um, so yeah, Brandon, what did do you think of um, Day Shift? What did it surprise you? Uh, uh, how good it was? It kind of did, um, mostly because um, Netflix movies are very. Yes, very much so. I actually like their, um, I love their series more than I love their movies. Oh, yeah. When they do series, they do it big. I I, I really like this series, but when it comes to like their feature films, like sometimes they're good and sometimes Sometimes they're they're awful. Yeah. Just plain up. And sometimes they're just kind of metal, but you know, this time around, this, this was pretty good. I mean, with the cast involved, you can't. It has to have been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Jamie Foxx is a good actor. I mean, he he does it all. You know, comedy, drama. Um, I think this is his first horror movie, though. I think. I think. Um, I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah I, I believe so. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I should say it's a like a horror action. Or, uh, well, what Wikipedia calls it is a supernatural action flick. <laughs> but that, I think that's probably, that probably fit. Yeah, I, I, supernatural, horror, comedy, one of those will fit the bill. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I, when I watched the uh, movie, when I was, you know, when I turned it on, I was hoping that I would like it. I didn't know. But then, after the first scene, and it just kept getting better and better from that first scene for me. I do know some people who couldn't get into it. And it was probably because the scare factor wasn't really there. 
because the people that the people I know that couldn't get into it see they love they really love scary movies so if you really love scary movies and you want to be scared and you want to be frightened and you want to just you know see a lot of you know just evil you know happenings and everything like that you might not this, like this, this movie. movie's probably this movie's probably not for you if you want actual actual true scares i mean yes it makes up it makes up for the go with the gore i mean there's there's quite a lot of bit of yeah gore. It, it, there is yep and but and the cool scares yeah, not, and, not so much and uh i mean the action sequences alone were just good but we'll get to that <laughs> but well brandon uh who was your favorite character in uh day shift ah actually my favorite character would have to mean jamie fox's character was really cool because you know you can't go wrong with the fox but i did for some reason i was digging seth they played i mean <laughs> he, he was i mean he Okay, go with me on this one. He kind of reminded me of like Will Smith's character on Men in Black, Agent J. You know, he's trying oh, yeah. so hard, but you know, uh-huh. he's just you know kind of bumbling. But so I did, you know, so I dug Seth. His his favorite character was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I, well I picked two ca- characters, Bud, which is Sammy Fox's character, and Seth. Yeah. I, I well shoot, shoot, I love their chemistry. They had some very good chemistry uh uh dave franco and jamie fox did uh i believe them as good friends you know or not good friends but uh you know jamie fox he had to grow on jamie fox's character um right i think so but um but yeah that uh they had some great chemistry with each other definitely Uh, definitely uh, and who was your least favorite character, if you had one? My least favorite character, um, believe it or not, uh, Sophia, the, the the protagonist. I mean, oh yeah, I I dug her. I don't know. I mean, there was just something about her whole vibe. I mean, the character herself was pretty cool. I mean, and naturally, you know, if she's going to be the bad guy, you kind of have to hate her. But mm-hmm. there was just something about her character. She just seemed too whiny. <laughs> like, like if she like, didn't get her way, like she this, was out. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're supposed to be like this big, bad vampire, and you have this this whole plan, which in theory, you've done a long since done, but one reason or another, I don't know if you're standing in your own way, but uh, that and uh, Troy, the um, pawn shop guy, for some reason that that he, that Peter Storm, Stormer, um, if I'm saying his name right, he always has, he plays these characters that just annoy me every time I see him <laughs> in every movie he's been in, he just hurts me to no end, I don't why. I mean, all of his char- all of his parts are like short and sweet, but still, like whenever he's on, I'm like, oh, here we go, here we go again. <laughs> like here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like you can take that same character and put it in Bad Boys Two and any other movie he's been in, and he basically plays the same guy. He, he was like, in Bad Boys Two. Yeah. Um. Remember the um. The the Russian monster guy who 
um, was making a deal with the, with the Tazios? Vaguely. You know, I didn't like Bad Boys 2 that much, so <laughs> that's probably why I don't remember. Oh, if oh, I, yeah, so, so, you probably, so you wiped it from your memory. <laughs> yes. If I don't like something, yes, I will wipe it from my memory. I can respect that. Um, <laughs> um, and I will pretend that, that it doesn't exist. <laughs> I do that often. Um, okay. So my least favorite character, uh, it should have been Audrey. It really should have been because she was the villain, and you know, um, and she was a she was a merciless, mercy, mercilessly killer, or merciless mm-hmm. killer, killer. But yeah. but I have to say, my least favorite character was Ralph Seeger. I did not like that man. <laughs> I didn't like the way that he uh, talked down to Jamie's character. <laughs> I don't know. He, he kind of, he just kind of reminded me of the average generic, you know, uh, butthole boss in all of these movies. Every movie's got to have the one. Yeah, yeah tight, that's true. <laughs> you know, tighthole boss who gives the hero, you know, crap for doing his thing, whatever. So I mean, I didn't mind him. It's just it was, you know, he was just kind of the atypical, prototypical, you know, you know, a hole boss to me. <laughs> and uh, okay. Now, what was your favorite scene in Day Shift? I'd have to say, one of my favorite scenes was um, when Bud and Seth teamed up with the, not the, I'm, if I'm, I'm going to butcher their names, but the brothers and the Zarian brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they took out that, yeah, they took out that nest together. Because for one thing, I wouldn't mind seeing those two brothers like in a spinoff because I dug them. Yes, I, mention, I, I dug uh, them Mike, too. And I love Mike from uh, Shameless, but that's another story. Yes, but, he is, he um, is good in Shameless. Yeah, but that was one. That was definitely one of my favorite scenes. And the beginning when Bud took out the old woman vampire. I mean, that was I was I was just laughing my behind off on that one because it was cool and slightly suspenseful, if you want to call it that, but. You know, the simple fact that this old, 100-year-old woman is, like, bouncing around like Spider-Man on steroids. And, right. Know, it, that just, <laughs> that tickled me. <laughs> but it was done so well. Because let me tell tell you, my favorite scene, I, I don't have a favorite scene. I have favorite scenes, plural. I, I And um, uh, my favorite scenes were what, the fighting scenes. I absolutely loved it. I, I, I um, uh, um, and I forgot to mention that um, the director of this movie, his name is J.J. Perry, and this is his directorial debut, and he is oh, a martial artist. He studied well, for like twenty-four years. I definitely see the uh, martial arts movie influence. So, if this is his uh, directorial debut, he definitely has a future because this was this was made very well. I mean, it was like I said. I mean, like I said, Netflix movies are very hit and miss, but this one, you know, hit it with me in pretty much every aspect. So I got to give it to him. Yes, and and, and I mean, it it was just plain good, and uh, and uh, and you could tell that you can kind of tell that he, you know, is a martial artist because. 
uh, you know, he did, uh, uh, I mean, and I'm sure that he taught Jimmy Fox some stuff. I'm sure he taught um, Dave Franco some stuff. And the girl that plays Heather, I'm sure that he, he I'm sure he had a hand in everything, you know. And, and I, I know we haven't talked about him yet, but, but let's talk about how good Snoop Dogg was in this movie for a minute. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Yes. Why did he yes. remind me? I would like, Brandon, I, I, and I kid you not, uh, because cause he reminded me so much of Chris Christopherson in uh, Blade. I'm like, I would like to see a movie with them, with Chris Christopherson and Snoop Dogg's character on Day Shift. They need to team up and go after some vampires. <laughs> They'd be too. They'd be too high. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Snoop, and, Snoop, and, Snoop and Whistler would be way too high to do anything. Both Blade and Bubba, like you want, you want to do something like, oh, y'all go ahead. Y'all know what it was. I mean, I know because Chris Opperson is old now. I mean, he was old back then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but think, think but he, his mind is young. I mean. My gosh, uh, I, I I think he is he still acting. I'm I think he, I, I don't I, think he's retired. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, and what quick side note? I know we were talking about the um, director's martial arts prowess. Uh, Scott Atkins, who played the other brother, he's actually a well-known gymnast and martial artist. He does like a lot of you know martial arts movies and things like that so i'm oh, sure he okay probably yeah had he probably had a hand in helping too and choreographing you know yeah mm-hmm. see i did my yeah i did some homework too <laughs> <laughs> well okay so now what was your least favorite scene if you had one a lot of people don't like or don't have you know least favorite scenes sometimes i don't have too many least favorite scenes but i would have to say the most predictable stuff for me was the stuff with um, Bud's neighbor. I mean, I just knew right off rip something was with her. I'm like, yeah, she's either working with them or she's a vampire or something. Just Right. Something. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was, I mean, I know, you know, I don't expect high art from this sort of thing, but it's like, I just knew something was off with her and let no one behold, oh, there it is. But, and... I am going to sound very, I'm going to sound horrible for this, and I apologize, but, uh, uh, the, Jamie and Megan Good, who is my, is, oh, don't get me started, but, um, <laughs> their kid was just a little annoying. <laughs> I'm now sorry. see, I actually I loved her. I, I loved the little girl. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but you know, it's like I know I can't, I can't, and won't say nothing too bad about little kid child actors because they're kids. So and you know, they're honing their craft. And well, you know what? Well, I'm not so bad. <laughs> well, you know, my fiance feels the same way. He, he, kids are hit and miss with him because uh, sometimes they're good, but sometimes they are so annoying to him. He doesn't really like kids in um, movies, period, actually. <laughs> Sometimes right. it's, it, because they can just be so annoying. 
Yeah, sometimes, I mean, sometimes a bad child actor can kind of pull you away from the story. I mean, I'm not saying she's bad. I'm not saying she's bad. I mean, she actually did pretty good. I just found her annoying. <laughs> I didn't want her, I didn't want her dead. But I'm like, right. turn this on vampire or something, gag her, just... I, my, my, my favorite line of hers was when, when Jamie Foxx was uh, uh, in the fight with Audrey. And she was like, Daddy, uh, get up, get her. And he said, I'm trying, baby. <laughs> she said, try harder. <laughs> See? I mean, that was pretty cool, but still. That was, uh, but, that was um, the cutest, I thought. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and he was I like, okay. Say, though, <laughs> I have to say, I dug the, I mean, I dug the whole the concept of this movie. I mean, like, um, having, like, companies or shell companies you know hunt down vampires for you know oh yeah graphic you know kind of you know kind of like more or less exterminators more or less but you know you gotta need proof so you gotta bring their fangs and you make your money based on how old they are and you can determine how old they are based on the type of fangs they are i mean that was it was a, it was a really interesting concept to me it was it was and and <clears throat> And we have never seen a vampire movie like this before either, because here we find out that there's a whole bunch of vampires. There's, what did he say? Um, there's Eastern vampires, there are uh, spider vampires, and all these yeah. other different kinds of vampires. We never heard that in a vampire movie, yeah. okay? They're just yeah, we, yeah. vampires. I dug, yeah, I dug, you know, the subspecies. So yeah, that, that part made it cool. So yeah, I definitely... So, I so like, there you I, go. I like it when movies, I like it when movies take um, already established legends and lore you know, make them their own or turn them on, turn them on their heads and, you know, kind of make them Oh, well then you probably loved Candyman 2021 then. Actually, I didn't, but that's another story. No, 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 I did not. Um, to briefly touch on it because I don't want to get off base. (laughs) Right. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there, so there we go with the originality in this movie because you know a lot of people are saying oh there's nothing original anymore which is the truth there is really nothing original anymore but i respected and appreciated the fact that that this movie touched on something that we either didn't know about vampires or it was just something new that was added on to the vampire lore Exactly. I mean, and you know, it now it kind of begs the question: like, do these vampires evolve to these certain subspecies, or like in Blade Two, were they like genetically created, or you know, it opens up a whole new world of you know possibilities in terms of vampires. And like, if you get bit by a certain vampire, are you just condemned to be that certain vampire, or does something happen when you get bit? Is it, does it depend oh on like goodness. your and you know, your blood type? I mean, there's like. It could go on and on and on and on. As we're talking about this, man, I really wish Constance was here because Constance loves vampires, okay? That girl is gothic to her name. She loves vampires. She loves the vampire lore. And uh, and quite frankly, quite frankly, because she lo- loves the vampire lore, she probably would not have gotten into this movie. She probably doesn't like it because 
see, for her, vampires is, you know, they are, you know, they're evil. They're blood-sucking, and they, you know... Um, does, she, does she consider, like, vampires, does she more or less follow the vampires being more regal, more, you know, way above, you know, people, like, you know, the, the whole, you know, um, aristocratic vampires? I, like that? I think so. I, I think so. I would have to ask her, but I I think so because she because I, I know that she just really loves vampires, and she loves the lore of it all. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, Constance, if you're listening to this, you should have been on <laughs> so I could ask you. But um, but yeah, um, but yeah, she loves vampires. Uh, okay. So my least favorite scene. Um, Actually, the only thing wrong with Jay Shift, and I'm nitpicking here, uh, in my honest and humble opinion, is that it just wasn't scary enough. Um, you uh, know, I, yeah. I mean, I, um, you know, but in saying that, like I said before, you know, it, it made up for it with the comedy, and like you said, Brandon, with the gore and stuff. It, so it did, you know, it, it, you know, it made up for it in other ways. And the acting was really good, too. You know, the problem is, and this is just my humble opinion, um, I think when it comes to vampire movies, there's not too much you can do with it to make it scary anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, because everything has been done. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's just oversaturation. Maybe we know too much about them. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of why, in my opinion, vampire movies have kind of gone down to, like, you know, mm-hmm. the action, horror, your blade, your underworld, your, you know, base and stuff like that. I mean, like, there's not much you can do to make them scary. I mean, I think somewhere down the line, someone kind of needs to, like, go back to the drawing board, kind of reinvent, you know, the vampire movie and make it scary again, because, I mean, I don't know, it's just, it, there's not too much about it that's, you know, scary anymore, just my opinion. And, and I, I tell you another thing that I really appreciated from this movie, from last night's movie that I discussed with with Bryant and, and uh, Marlene Miller, Leprechaun in the Hood, Oh dear God! <laughs> oh my gosh! That that was a silly episode. It, it, it is published already. So if you want to take a listen to the episode, <laughs> we're laughing all yeah, through. Right. We're laughing all throughout this episode. Episode. Yeah. It's just, I think I, I think I may have to check that one out because ice tea. It, no, it is no. silly. It, I mean, but not in a good way. This movie. Now, Leprechaun in the Hood was not silly in a good way. That thing was hilariously funny in a bad way, okay? There was nothing good about Leprechaun in the Hood. No. But but this movie, it was funny and hilarious, but not in a slapstick kind of way. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, Jamie Foxx is a comedic actor and Snoop I don't care you could put Snoop in a serious drug dealing cop movie he just makes you laugh I mean it's 
he's come a long way. He's a good actor. I mean, he, this sort he of movie has come kind a long of, way. Yeah, this movie kind of it puts you into the vein of you know the um, action comedy thing with like a splash of horror. So there, there are some songs that kind of make you you know ha ha laugh. I mean, like Leprechaun in the Hood was just <laughs> oh, it was awful. <laughs> it was awful but I gotta say the episode the podcast episode was actually fun because of the way that we made fun of it and, well at and, least something good came out of it right, exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly okay now in the same vein as what we were talking about before just a few minutes ago actually uh, what what do you think could have made this movie a little more terrifying a little more scary. A little more terrifying. A little, I'll see, a little more scary. Um, uh, honestly, I would have to say the veracity. I, w- I want, if you're going to do a van, if you're going to do any type of movie with a supernatural character, vampire, werewolf, anything, I want them to be ferocious. I mean, I want, you know, them to be menacing. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, flash of face, but I mean, I want, you know, the chasing, you know, someone down a hall, you know, no escape. I mean, if you can, like, pump up the intensity of, like, some of, like, the chases, and, you mm-hmm. know, really bring up the stakes, no pun intended, but, um, I would, yeah, I would think, you know, just make, make the vampires more menacing, like, more, oh, Kind of a bit like the re- kind of a bit like the Reapers on Blade Two, but you know not as you know monster like. But you know, just I think the most the, the most men- menacing vampires I've ever seen on film and in media will be the vampires from Thirty Days of Night. Oh yeah, yep, I agree. So, so somewhere somewhere along somewhere along those lines, I mean, make them more menacing, more you know. You know, make 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 the audience really believe that if this vampire catches this person, they are going to die. Right, exactly. Even with all, even with all of their equipment and all their skills, you know, even if you know Bud manages to squeak out a victory at the end, I want you know the audience has to think that he might not make it out of this. Right, exactly. Yes, yes, and, and right. you know, I, I said some something totally uh, um, similar. To what you said, um, uh, uh, oh, excuse me, Brandon. I um, I wrote down. I think if we got to see Audrey kill more people, you know, or yes. if we got to see the vampires that she had, you know, that she had, you know, going after Bud and his family. If if we got, if we even got a chance to see them kill somebody. If we got a chance to see even her daughter, as old as she was, kill somebody, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, for, for a vampire movie, there really wasn't much feeding. In that exactly, movie. exactly. All we saw were the fangs, and we saw the aftermath. Yeah. I mean, we we did see Troy kind of get it, but we only saw, but then we only saw so much. And then when they cut, right. and then when Bud went to go see see him, we didn't. We saw him dead, but we didn't really see the. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you could probably put that on like 
censorship and Netflix and all that. I think they can only do they can only do so much. So oh, I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. But but it would have been better, you know, had they did all yeah. that. You know. Definitely. Uh, definitely. It, it, yeah. If you saw more kills and more creepiness, you know, like you just said, you know, you want we want to be on the edge of our seats, seeing yeah, if Bud to, is yeah, really to going to make it out kids. of this. Like um, the third act when Bud and Snoop were going after uh, his family. I mean, they did it up for the action and some of the laughs, but you could have amped up that tension and that could have been like a real suspense moment, especially that being spoiler, when, you know, Bud was basically, you know, surrounded and, you know, uh, not yeah. Bud, I'm sorry, Snoop's, not, not Bud, I'm sorry, Snoop's character was basically surrounded and, you know, told Bud, you know, to go and, you know, get going. And you know, Bud, he's saying Bud. Snoop's character <laughs> was by himself. You know, fending off all those vampires. That could have been like a real suspenseful moment. I mean, they they deemed it. They they ramped it up for the action aspect. But you know, if they would have done it like pure, pure horror, that would have been you know that would have been cool. Yes, that would have been awesome. Well, Brandon, we're gonna take a quick break, and but when we get back. When we get back from the break, I will ask my last and final question, which is my deep question. How does this, um, how this spaceship pertains to the Bible? We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. And uh, so, um, Brandon, my last question is: How does day shift? How does day shift pertain to the Bible? And uh, I will, I'll go first for this um, question. Okay. Um. <clears throat> now, uh, in the movie, Audrey tells how people used to worship vampires as gods. Well, that got me to thinking about how people in real life, in in this day and time, um, even um, you know, uh, worship anything or anyone other than the one true God. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I always say I always say this. Um, I say um, people want to people do want a God. People do want to worship a God. They they like to think that a God does exist. They just don't want the one true God. They don't want they don't want the Yahweh. They don't want um, uh, Jesus for whatever re- for whatever reason. They just would rather follow a false God. And um, and I said um, I wrote down people worship idols. People worship money. Shoot, Bill. Uh, sometimes people even worship animals. But Exodus 20 and 3 makes it clear. It says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And, you know, I, I do know that there are atheists listening to this. Um, I'm more than likely. And to you guys, I say God is really real. And he, he, he loves us. And, and not, I mean, he doesn't just love us. He loves you guys. 
the atheists themselves. You guys might not think that God cares about you because you're an atheist, but that could be further from the truth. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, that's all I have for that question. question. Now, um, Brandon, I will ask you if you have an opinion. And if you do not, sir, that is a-okay. You do not have to answer the question. Well, honestly, this, I mean, I knew this question was coming, you know, from the last time. So mm -hmm. I was actually kind of, I was actually kind of ready for it. <laughs> um, I've done some uh, <clears throat> research. I've watched some different movies that link uh, vampirism and the Bible quite closely. Like, um, for example, it has been said that um, Judas, you know, the one who portrayed Jesus, mm -hmm. was actually the first vampire. After, after he did what he did, he was so ashamed, he hung himself to the setting of the sun. Mm. But when the sun went, but when the sun went down, he was reborn, and his punishment was, you know, he would to, you know, take the life of the living because he took the life of, you know, the true God. And that's why, and, you know, he took, that's one of the reasons why crosses, you know, and anything, you know, from the church repels vampires. That's where that came from. And also... Oh, that's the paid, vampire lore. That's one of the vampire lures. Yeah, and... Silver is also a deterrent. I believe they used that in uh, Day Ship. Um, you know, uh, he was paid 30 pieces of silver for, you know, his betrayal, mm -hmm. which is also why vampires are, you know, they can't stand silver either. So that kind of, that sort of thing kind of fits the bill in terms of, you know, how the two can be linked. But also, but honestly, it really just, for me, it just kind of boils down to, like you said, I mean, everyone is looking for something to believe in. And, mm -hmm. you know, if it being, you know, Christianity, Judaism, whatever, I mean, whatever's your flavor, do you boo-boo as long as you are a good person? That's just how I feel. But when it comes to things like um, <clears throat> worshiping Things like you know vampirism and stuff like that. I mean, vampirism is inherently evil. Yes, they are. I mean, it 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 is spawned from evil. I mean, no matter what the lore you you think of, even if you go back to you know Supernatural, which is an incredible show, I recommend you watch that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it all boils down to you know it being you know inherently evil, and you know, and no matter what. Lore, you look at a vampire is always doomed to walk the earth in darkness. You are never there. They can never bask in the sunshine. Mm -hmm. They can never bask in. The, they can never bask in the light. Right. And when and when they die, you know where they're going. That's right. That's right. So. So yeah, I mean, for me, it just kind of, it goes back into, the, you know, I always kind of look at that uh, Judas as the original vampire. I've always kind of looked at that more because everyone asks me, why are they, you know, what's up with the crosses and all that? And like um, other movies like Blade, where they say, you know, eventually, you know, they, you know, 
the crosses don't do anything anymore, but the silver still helps. I mean, it's still kind of, that's where it kind of boils down to for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, um, uh, and, you know, uh, Judas did betray Jesus. He did. He he betrayed him for, like you said, for thirty pieces of um of silver, and that and you know that that just wasn't cool. It wasn't cool at all. And um, but but and I do have to say this: Jesus laid down his life because because we needed that. We needed a savior. And so, and still do need a savior. And so, Jesus laid down his life for us, and I, I'm so thankful and grateful for that. Um, he did, and but I also believe, I believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe that eventually, eventually, he would have laid down his life for us because that was his destiny. Yes. But did it? But did it have to be going back to what I was talking about before? Did it necessarily have to be Judas? It could have been any way, shape, or form. I mean, oh yeah, Judas, it, it could have been. Yeah, Judas' fate, yeah, Judas's fate was still <laughs> when he took those thirty pieces of silver, mm-hmm. which you know, mm-hmm. that's where and and you know that's and because he did what he did, you know, he was blighted. He was cursed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So there you go. There you go. You you're right about that. Yes, sir. Well, I I have five fun facts to share with everybody. Uh, with everybody, I'm so sorry. I cannot talk during this episode. I have no idea why. But um, it, it, probably, well, probably because I have some gum in my mouth too. <laughs> but um, you're so professional. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, but um, okay, so I have five fun facts to um, share, and actually, these five fun facts are actually quite interesting. Thank God, because yesterday's five fun facts was not interesting at all. But um, my fun fact number one is um, all the court- all the vampires were hired performers from live shows like the Cirque the the um Cirque Soleil? Yes. Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. And mm-hmm. um this was a way to not only show a different type of vampire but provide jobs for performers who uh were out of work due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. That's very that cool. was good. That was cool. That's very cool of them. Um, my fun fact number two is when Big John scans his thumb at the elevator, um, the machine displays his union rank and full name on screen, which is Venator First Class, Elliot John Dante. Well, Venator in Latin means hunter. Um, my fun fact number three is the vehicles of the hunters and the good guys all have license plates referencing Bible verses. Hmm. 
who knew who knew i'm, I'm gonna have now i'm gonna have to go back and uh and see you know which bible verses they have on their cars uh -huh. um my fun fact number four is multiple references to the lost boys and including yes including yes. the amusement park the movie theater marquee at one hour and 25 minutes and the last line of the movie which was changed yes. from one thing about living in santa carla i never could stomach all the damn vampires but it was changed to that's what i love about la all the damn vampires <laughs> and leave with the snoop to have that last line yes 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 i loved it i loved it i am my fun fact number five is the last part of the car chase scene is at two junga wash the same spot as the famous truck scene in terminator 2 judgment day which i did that's discuss i actually I, I discussed terminator 2 judgment day like two years ago on the podcast and then the lost boys i did like three years ago but i'm going to discuss it again on my fourth year anniversary i can't wait i already have i already have the guests all lined up for that one and everything and everything it's going to be a good well, look time. at you come up full circle yep well um let's see we, we would move on to the cast and crew that has died but this movie is so so new <laughs> that you know nobody has passed on from it yet you know uh, I, I i say yet like they well we, they are going to die one of these days i guess but not today they have <laughs> they have they are still nice alive and ticking nice uh, save. <laughs> but um but um i think i have a couple of grouper reaction answers let me see here uh my grouper's reaction for every anybody that doesn't know uh um i always put up a grouper's uh reaction question and i always um let them have a voice um uh for like if they have have an answer for it i always um tell their answers uh let me see mm -hmm. here i think i have let me see i have to get to it i know i have at least one okay uh yep here here we are oh i i have one and the question that i asked my groupers is uh have any of them seen this netflix movie and if they have did they like it and what do you what do did they think could have made this movie even scarier well i only got one comment and um that comment is from tommy west one of my admins um she says this is a good horror comedy she said i love snoop's character i Big don't guy. disagree Big John, I do not disagree with that. I, and matter of fact, I can't. I, I I don't I don't know why I didn't say that Big John was one of my favorite characters because looking back at it now, he so is. <laughs> he, he is one of my himself. favorite characters. 
Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, Brandon, I don't have any more questions. No more fun facts. Nobody has passed on from you this know movie. But I'm, look, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I have a challenge for your groupers, if you don't mind. Sure. Okay, groupers out there. Yeah, you know, I have a challenge for you. Uh, as we are talking about, you know, vampire movies, uh, there are certain vampire movies that I feel are a must for the genre that I challenge you all to watch, and I want you to let Latrice know if you watched them all and tell you your thoughts about them, because one in particular, I don't know if you covered it or not, would, would really interest you. Mm-hmm. The, all right, the first one I want you guys to watch would be um, John Carpenter's Vampires. I do have that on my schedule. I think I have that on my schedule. I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to check. Yep. That movie. Right, that movie. For one thing, it's one thing. It is a very well done vampire movie, even though it does have a one brother in it. But, you know, it also has James Woods, and, you know, mm-hmm. you cannot go wrong with James Woods being a vampire hunter. So I fully recommend that one, especially when it's about a group of vampire hunters who are funded by, you know, the Vatican, you know, the Catholic Church. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. The second one I recommend is 30 Days of Night. Because yes. that. And I think really, I might even have that one that one on my schedule too like but like i said i have to i'm gonna have to go through my schedule right because that movie is an interesting concept because you're living in they're living in alaska where sometimes they don't have sunlight for you know weeks at a time because of just the way the world works and when you as a vampire can go to a place where your main weakness is no longer a factor (laughs) <laughs> that's horrifying yes yeah that right there is horrifying that that makes it a scary movie just thinking about that exactly now the third movie i'm gonna normally i wouldn't say blade but no i'm, I'm gonna throw a curve i'm gonna say from dust till dawn oh yeah i'm surprised that i have not put that on my schedule yet because <laughs> i love I mean, from dust till dawn yeah I, yeah, I recommend From Dust Till Dawn simply because, I mean, one thing, George Clooney, you can't like, what can you say? You can't say much about him and Quentin Tarantino as brothers. And the whole thing is cool. It also, it's about, it also revolves about a family and the father who's a former reverend who's lost his faith. Yes. And when you're, when you're, yes. yeah, when you're dealing with that situation, your faith could be like your strongest weapon. Yep. So, Rupert, those are my three movies. I challenge you all to watch them, and I want you guys to let Latrice know if you watch them, and I want you guys to let her know your thoughts about them and all the different aspects because all of it fits. Well, I'm surprised that you did not have the movie that I am going to be discussing next season. Because this actually, actually, this movie right here marks the end of season 25 and of course the the last movie of my african-american uh movie month but uh in two weeks i'm in the season i'm in the season finale yes 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 but but season 26 starts with a vampire movie 
that you did not have on your list, the Forsaken? Because I didn't like the Forsaken. (laughs) 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 Well, I am going to be discussing it, darn it. I am going to be discussing the Forsaken um, on March the 9th, which happens to be my grandmother's birthday. Um, But um, uh, uh, yes, I will be discussing the Forsaken with with uh, Tracy Allen and uh, Justin Boring. And so that should be a good time. I actually discussed, um, they were on my um, podcast before we discussed um, Big Trouble in Little China. That was actually a very great movie, great great podcast. We had so much fun discussing it. uh, so yeah, you know, and then on the 11th, that's March 9th, on the 10th, I don't have a podcast that day, um, but Saturday, um, March the 11th, I will be discussing the 2001 uh, movie, Wrong Turn, which that was a pretty decent film. Uh, Are you... Are you talking about the original one or the yes. remake? No, 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 no. The the original one. The original came out in two thousand one, or was it two thousand two? Okay, I forget. I forget what what year it came out of, but I I, I believe it was two thousand one. So yes, okay, we cool. are. We will be discussing the original. Um. But um. So yeah. So guys, even though I don't have a podcast next week. I do have next week off, but I will be back the following week, and that that's right. when uh, you guys will hear the forsaken discussion and wrong turn. So, uh, but until then, Brandon, I just thank you so much for being here, sir. Uh, it was my pleasure. I wish, thank you for having me. It was fun as always. I wish Jeremy could have been here with us. Well, we'll we'll get with him next. We time. don't get him. We will. We don't we get will. him. Um, but until uh, two weeks from now, guys, this has been Latrice Carter and um, Brandon Cleckley, and we will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.